0: Welcome to Baptist Vices. This podcast is designed to engage the Baptist community in challenging thought. We hope to not just promote negative propaganda that is raised against Baptist thought, but to biblically analyze some of these thoughts and provide biblical solutions. We hope you enjoy today's program. And now your host, Dr. Steve Dameron. Okay, folks, here we are again, the doctor is in the house, (laughs) (laughs) Baptist vices, and we have our special guest again, listen to that little twinkie sound, all right, so (laughs) Pastor Brennan Stoll is with us again, all right, reintroduce yourself.
1: Yeah, Jason Brennan Stoll graduated a long time ago, 30 years in May. Coming up. Woo! From <laughs> from heritage? From heritage. Ouch. And then and then what? Twenty six years from uh, was there even a place here? It was like the Wild West, tumbleweeds oh, yeah, and stuff. Exactly. There was no buildings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So Pastor Brennan still and I graduated. We grew up actually at Cleveland Baptist together. Yes. And um, I think it was in August. I was there preaching in Oshkosh, and his dad was there, and that was a treat because his dad was one of the hardest working guys (laughs) I've ever met in my life, Uh, but we we painted together. He ran a painting business, so uh, worked for him a couple summers. All right, so our subject is the robot syndrome. (laughs) The robot syndrome. Okay, so again, this goes towards the priesthood of the believer. Right individual, soul liberty, or some call this soul freedom, soul competency. Okay. There's, there's a whole bunch of things. Sure. All right, so I'm going to let you kind of talk a little bit in regards to, um, let's think about the robot syndrome. Well,
1: I guess jumping off of the last podcast was it's a lot easier to be like everybody else instead of just being who you are. And mm-hmm. I think that um, the church is such a wonderful um Institution because it's a body, and the hand is not like the foot. The foot is not like the eyes or the ears. Each one of them functions best when it finds out its individuality, but then its dependence on the body. So it's both. You, you yeah. have to be individual, but you also have to be dependent. And and obviously, there's variety of organs. There's variety of appendages. You know, and so each person studying their gift, studying how God has uniquely made them, but then how that can be used to benefit the body. And so you've got this, um, this I guess, independence and dependence going on at the same time. But if people don't understand that, then they just say, I want to be like him or I want to be like her and be exactly what they do without studying your
0: uh, contribution um, to that. Okay, so there's a couple things that come to my mind. One is that it goes against the creation Yeah. Right? Uh, That's some of what we say with individual soul liberty is individual soul liberty is that God made us all, like, unique. Right. And there's a debate, you know, actually, so does God make people today? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a whole theological debate. You deep into it. Right. But we know that each of us are individually, we're individually... Uh, accountable mm-hmm. before God, so we know that. And then the other thing that uh, just in studying is interesting because in Romans and Corinthians there's diversity of gifts, mm-hmm. yep. and Independent Baptists in some ways were a little shy of that right. for decades. Yeah, and you know it was kind of because the Pentecostals, Charismatics, right. even the Evangelicals they were kind of grabbing that and. This is really hard to admit, but it could be possible that they may know something. You know what I mean? I you know, I think I have met one uh one that might be saved, but I'm you know, I'm not sure. But, but it's
1: unfortunate
0: when you find truth in, in the bad places, you're like, Oh man All right, but diversity of gifts, we kinda of were shied away, but that's in the Bible. Yeah. And so within a church, God gives those diversity of gifts. Right. So I think that helps us when we study the scriptures and we look at it, that helps us to avoid what I call, as far as this vice, the robot syndrome. Right, right.
1: And I think even it, it falls into calling, because I think some people are called without the gifts, or they, they haven't really found out who they are as an individual. Like, what, what are your gifts to the church? Because we have such little preaching on it, then they just assume, well, the only good Christian is following my dad's footsteps because he was the pastor. So yeah. then they become a robot to that. Yeah. Um or you know, just name the name the path that they follow. They're just doing it because it have been plotted by somebody else. And and boy, that's just such a limited view of Christianity yeah. because God has uniquely given them a gift to function within the structure of the local church and that individual soul liberty means they can have this wonderful relationship with the Holy Spirit helping them to see how they can be used. Yeah. And and if they don't take some time and work at it and be taught and helped through it by the leadership. They just never really discover how wonderful that can be to be used of God in
0: their unique way. Yeah. And that, that goes to like, even the type of persons. Yeah. Um, My, my wife knows this. Sometimes I'll get irritated because sometimes people will go to psychology Yeah, and they use kind of psychology and there's different personalities and different things like that. But I like looking at scripture because in scripture, it gives us not different necessarily psyches, yeah. right? But what it says is some people will be more of the ruling, yeah. I right? And I've seen that in our church. I see it sometimes when I'm visiting some other church. You can just tell. You can just pick it up. That person right there, yeah. they know how to take charge of things. There are some that more are administrative. Right. Um. They don't. They don't really want to um, get up in front of anybody. Right. And. Yet their gift is amazing as far as whether it could be in the finances yeah. or organizing something or working with some missionaries overseas and helping them with some financial uh, advice. And sometimes what we've done is we'll kind of say, Well, how come you're not like them? Yes. And I think we need to be very careful of that because that again goes back to that robot syndrome yeah. everybody has to look like me, everybody has to act like me. Not, I have to admit, you know, like, you know, both of us. If there was a lot more of us, it'd be, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be a lot less problems in churches. All right.
1: Well, it's interesting. I was talking to a pastor one time, and he said that he was looking for a youth pastor, and uh, he's growing church and that, and he described to me who he wanted. So he said, "I, I want a guy that's good in this area and." And good in that area and this one this area is not that big of a deal because he can be more dynamic in this area. Whatever. So he he talked for about ten minutes and then he said he looked at me sincerely and he said, You know what I think I need to do is just hire myself. And <laughs> I didn't really know what to say. <laughs> but but hmm. it it really goes to goes to back to that thing of if I just had more of me and reproduced me, then we would be better off. But boy, that's a limited view. It is because because wow, what about that right. grandma who prays or that yeah. guy who's really good with, uh, you know, that with that particular ministry. I mean, you know, there are certain either groups of people or certain certain subject matters or administrative things that I just struggle and it doesn't come naturally to me. Where mm-hmm. this guy over here, yeah, he gets it and. It's interesting. We're going through a building program, which is the best days of our lives because we love building. <laughs> it's like a crisis sure? every day. <laughs> are you sure about that? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> dripping with sarcasm. But it, it's not. It, it's it's just like a crisis to bring out the beauty of the body of Christ yep. because you never knew how important your feet are or your hands are or your ears are until you're put into a crisis where you have to have them. And we've got this building program, in it and it's been going well, but... This guy is good in finances. This this gal is really good with decorations, and I know that's not listed in First Corinthians, but it should be. Yes, <laughs> because most of our Baptist churches are awful. <laughs> you know, as no, far as, as, the, as, far the, as the, the colors, is the looks, oh. oh, they're terrible. I know. Um, and you know, people eat with their eyes first. I mean, you imagine hey, can we going say to it?
0: A, can we say it? Maybe man. maybe Pastor Pete will be listening. That orange, <laughs> remember the orange was terrible. Right, we grew up with the orange. The, I don't know if it was the carpet or it was, I think it was the, the pews, pews, the pews, yeah, yeah, and it yep. was scary,
1: yeah, and every church has it, right? Uh, so, so we've got folks who uh, then then we've got carpenters who are building cabinets for us that are uh, absolutely gorgeous, costing us a tenth of what it would be yes. normally. Uh, but but boy, that really honors God, and yes. I know that Bezalel and those guys were in the Old Testament. But I don't think that stopped. So God gives him that talent. And that guy who sat in church, who never preached the sermon, but was faithful to God and loved his wife, and he's really used of God with his hands. And um, well, you go through a crisis or you go through a a trying time, let me say, and you see
0: God using these people and their gifts. All right. So this is going to be a shout out to the podcast listeners. All right. So this is what I've been telling our church for. A couple years now, and we've actually what's pretty unique is we have uh, we have one lady that um, was basically reached through our bus ministry, and uh, she uh, has some musical ability, and mm-hmm. she has been able to arrange some things wow. musically, mm-hmm. all right? Which is kind of neat. She actually arranged a band piece for us, wow. which is amazing, all right? Combining some things, but I've said this to our church. On Sunday nights, we started this a couple of years ago. We like introducing our our hymn, uh, our offertory. Huh. So we and I got so many guys that basically have backgrounds in music. So yeah. they do a little research, they put a Bible thought to it, and it it really makes the the offertory hymn yeah. kind of come alive and a lot more meaningful, right? And as I'm listening to these over and over, it amazes me how many you know, somebody that is a layman and God laid this song and they wrote a poem. And so I've told our folks, I said, I'm waiting for somebody to write a hymn. Hmm. You know, because really in the independent Baptist circles, it has to be, well, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't have that special whatever. Well, could you, could you write something God honoring? Yeah. And when you read some of the Hymns from the 1800s and the 1700s, and some in the 1900s. It was this person went through a trial and they sat down and God gave them a song, yeah, and or God gave them a, you know, a a poem. Yeah. And what was interesting is a couple of weeks ago on a Sunday night, I have a a man that was uh, reached in the last couple of years. A pretty rough background. And I was preaching on the Holy Spirit. And he came up after the service, and he says, "You know, God gave me this poem this afternoon, and it was just—it was—it was was almost exactly what I was preaching on. Wow, that's neat. And that's what I think that we are missing some of that when we say everybody has to be like us. Yeah. Although, once again, you know, it'd be really good if they (laughs) all."
1: (laughs) <laughs> well, and then then if you broaden our perspective outside the church walls, yes. And you say, How about the guy, George Washington Carver, who spends his entire oh, life, yeah. how much is our life affected by the gifts that God gave to him that were yes to the church? Because in a sense he should have been part of a Baptist church or a local church there, but they were largely to the world. And yes. Uh, I've been watching a docu series on the space shuttle and the astronauts, and a guy dedicated his entire life to coming up with a tool to fix a hose. You know, uh, uh, this plumber did this. And granted, my life isn't affected by it. But when the angels said Jesus has come to bring peace, goodwill toward men, all of these discoveries and advancements just make our lives better. We're using equipment that somebody invented. That's a gift that God has given to somebody, yep. and and I think that the robot syndrome can even be outside, where it's yep. like, well, the only thing that matters is me teaching the Sunday school class, or the guy who's good at teaching Sunday school. What about the plumber who makes everybody's
0: life better right. because he fixes our toilet or right. Well, I have I have um, three or four older retired men, mm-hmm. and they take take care of all of the basically all of the lawn care. Yeah. All right. All we got to do is buy them mowers. Yeah, I'm like, you tell me you need a mower, <laughs> all right? And we added it up one time. I think it was here on the property. We have like a million square feet of oh. grass, yeah. all right? And those of you that just pounced in there, you're like, whoa, man! No, this is like lawn. Okay, <laughs> not the other type. <laughs> like, I want to be there, man. That's to... the best church. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not Oregon or Michigan <laughs> or Illinois. Um, but they take care of that and to me that's a huge re relief because then all right i know some guys that um you know basically the staff they got to take care of the lawn all the time yeah it's like gotta go right gotta go take care of the lawn all right well if a, a church member comes in and and you know they they don't feel very comfortable teaching because they're just kind of quiet they're a little more reserved or they're not comfortable doing this or leading songs but they can take care of the lawn care yeah. unbelievable yep. Um, yep those are great helps right right so yep, yep. Uh, last thought I would say that
1: it, it takes a lot of effort and teaching on the pastor's part. To keep reminding people that they're unique, yep. and and you talk about the devil telling people you're insignificant, you're nothing. It's yep. evolution, but also it creeps into the church. I mean, we're not we don't believe in evolution, obviously, but the average church member kind of does practically, like yep. they think I, I'm nothing. I'm just a little cog in the machine, and nobody's gonna miss me. I'm not I, I'm not providing something vital. Yep. But that is not what the Bible says. Yep. says. Every one of them is vital, and you uniquely made for that time and that purpose. All right. Well,
0: thanks again. So that was our discussion on the Baptist vice of the robot syndrome. (laughs) All right. So hopefully that will help you. It'll spur some thought, maybe some discussion among yourselves, or maybe some pastors, or maybe some believers in a church. But let's make sure that we appreciate the diversity that God has given us within a church. Thank you for listening to Baptist Vices. We trust you were challenged to find a biblical path for navigating through some differences within Baptist churches. Join your host, Dr. Steve Dameron, next week for another engaging podcast. May God richly bless you.